There is and has been for quite some time a persistent rumor about God. And that rumor has a lot of different variations to it, but it all boils down to the same thing, that God stopped doing stuff a long time ago. He stopped pouring out the Spirit, or he stopped doing miracles, or he stopped uh, using or, or, or working through the gifts of the Spirit, or he just stopped doing stuff after the last apostle died, or when the Bible came into being, and now we have the Bible, and so God didn't need to do any of that stuff anymore. But all of this is kind of variations on a theme that God stopped doing stuff. And um, he doesn't really do that much anymore. So one day in 1987, God called me by the Holy Spirit onto a research project. He wanted me to research something that he did. And uh, I'll tell you about that next month. But then he went on from there and took me to another research project of something that he did. And then another thing that he did. And I was pretty soon researching the power of God, things that he did that I was able to learn through a very unlikely source, books. So many people think that God is against books or against scholarship. And uh, we just need to live the simple life and uh, believe the Bible. And uh, the, God has no use for books. But what I've, what I've discovered is God has said, Holy Spirit has said to me, it's time to read that book now. And not the book of the Bible, but other books. Because books are a way of entering into the past, the world of the past. And uh, through books, it's like you're entering a time machine. And you can get off that time machine and go into the, the world of Antony in the deserts of Egypt in the 4th century. And uh, you can go into Augustine in the, in the Rome uh, of the, the 5th century or in uh, Patrick's life in the 5th century, and you discover uh, that you can get off and look around and see what life was like back then. And, uh, and that's what enables you to answer questions like, did God stop doing stuff after the last apostle died? Or did God withdraw the gifts of the Holy Spirit when the Bible came into being? Did it happen or didn't it happen? You see, you can get off your time machine, look around, and see what happened or didn't happen. Then it's not a matter of opinion anymore because you've discovered the fact of the matter. So when you look at for example, the life of Anthony, written up by Athanasius, and uh, he was a contemporary of Anthony, and he wrote up the whole life of this man, 
and you can study it and you can look into it and you can find out, well, did did God with, withdraw the gifts of the Spirit? Was God still doing miracles? That's the fourth century, so either he did or he didn't. Or you can look at uh, Augustine's The City of God. He describes what Rome was like. He describes the influence that Christianity was having in Rome. And you can look and you can see, well, did God withdraw the gifts of the Spirit? Did he stop doing miracles? Uh, was there some withdrawal of the power of God or the kingdom of God so that now it's just going to be the church and doing religion? Or you can go a little bit later to Patrick. Now the gospel has gone all the way out to Ireland. You can look at Patrick's life. He wrote it up himself, his own words. You can get off your time machine and you can roam around Ireland in that day and you can ask yourself, okay, did God stop doing these things? Uh, what evidence do we have? And you know what? Research will answer that question. That's why I believe God has had me doing historical research about the power of God. And you know what I've discovered? After the last apostle died, after the Bible came into being, nothing stopped. And that is a fact. All of these guys, if you had told them that God stopped doing any of these things, they would scratch their head and they'd wonder, what on earth are you talking about? And so now you see, it becomes no longer a matter of opinion. You've been able to get off your time machine, go in and ask, all right, now, what is the truth? And the truth is that God never stopped anything. So I believe that's why God has had me on the research project that I've been on, that I'm eager to report to you the lessons that I've learned about the power and the presence of God that I've been researching for the last 30 years. What importance might that have? Why would God lead someone like me to research the past through books um, so that we would find out more about the power and the presence of God? Well, the people of Israel... You know, they, they wrote down the things that God had done. Um, for example, the Torah, the books of the law. Well, if you read the books of the law, you'll discover they're not just the books of the law. They're full of stories of the power of God and the things God did. And because they had written those things down, they had a record of it, they, they knew the history of God's working in their midst, then they could believe that God could do it again. Um, just as Habakkuk says in the prayer of Habakkuk, you know, if you, if you look up Habakkuk 3 and you discover, oh God, I, I stand in awe of your deeds, do them in our time, you know, so... Because they understood what God had done, 
they could pray, God, do it again. You see that there's a direct connection between the remembrance of the deeds of God and their prayers for the present. We Christians have done exactly the opposite. Instead of remembering the great deeds of God, we have created whole myths. Like, for example, after the last apostle died, God stopped doing anything. He didn't pour out the Spirit anymore, and he didn't work through the gifts of the Spirit. So can you imagine that that has had a very, very negative effect on our faith? So I'm excited to share with you in these newsletters the effects of my research and the things that I've learned researching the power and the presence of God in our past.